2: Good morning, Los Angeles, and welcome to another edition of the Weekend Warriors Show. I'm your host, Dr. Robert Clapper. I'm an orthopedic surgeon at Cedars-Sinai. 32 years. What a big day in the operating room yesterday. Fascinating surgeries for me. One of the patients, one of the knee surgeries I did, 68-year-old woman, but when she was 8 years old, one leg started to grow longer and asymmetrical than the other, longer than the other one. They weren't equal. You take it for granted that both your legs are going to grow equally. Well, sometimes that doesn't occur. You want a clap revision? I'll give you a clap revision. Your femur, your thigh bone, is like a yellow pencil, Clapper vision. right? So you have the shaft of the pencil, you have the eraser, and you have that metal clip that connects the rubber eraser to the yellow pencil. Well, if you look at an x-ray of your thigh bone, your femur, that metal clip towards the end of the pencil connecting the eraser We look at that on the x-ray of your femur. If the shaft of the femur is like the yellow pencil and the end of your femur where it gets to your knee joint, right? The other top of your thigh bone is your hip, but the lower end is your knee joint. That's where the main growth plate is. That allows you to become taller. Well, your right leg and left leg need to grow at the exact same amount so that your legs are equal. Don't take that for granted. Sometimes that doesn't occur. And what do pediatric orthopedic surgeons do when we see a kid where one leg is growing longer than the other? We call it an epiphysiodesis. We literally drive a staple and mess up that growth plate so that everything slows down so that the two legs now can grow at the same rate. Well, what does that do to an eight-year-old? We intentionally scar the growth plate and the bone. So this woman grew to be an adult. Her legs were equal, but she wore out her knee. So now I've got to do knee surgery, and implant in her knee, but I've got all this old scar from childhood. The typical tools that I can use Even if it is a robot navigation or whatever, it doesn't work. So I did a very clever thing. I got a CAT scan of her entire femur, sent it to Indiana, to Johnson & Johnson, where they took the CAT scan I sent and literally built from the CAT scan her own femur, an exact replica I did this with the La Brea Tar Pits, believe it or not, with the saber-toothed tiger project that I'm doing. I'm a 20,000-year-old extinct saber-toothed tiger. I did the same thing. But I built the femur. And then what I did was I allowed the engineers to design a jig, a tool that I could then use in the operating room, open up her knee, put this tool that they designed at the end of her femur, and literally use a saw to remove the cartilage at the perfect angle to give her a leg that's now straight because she came to me with a crooked leg, too knock not too bow-legged, but actually too knock And it was amazing. I opened up her knee, applied this jig to the end of her femur, which had been beautifully prepared, and zip, zip with the, my saw, God bless Abraham Clapper, my dad, the carpenter, and I straightened her leg out, put the implant on. It was so elegant. It's so great to measure twice, cut once, in everything that you do in life. Today's topic, I am so excited. 8.15, my guest, is calling in from Florida, Doug Berniki. Doug Berniki represents... The Florida Indian River grapefruit growers. I love grapefruits. I've loved them my whole life. And I have a grapefruit every single day of my life. And I'm 63 years old. But the best grapefruit comes from this one area in Florida. Best grapefruit in the world called Indian River. Probably not politically correct to say that anymore. But that's what it's called. Indian River because of a tribe down there, I guess, many, many years ago. But they make the best grapefruits. So I said to Jared Abrams, Jared, I need to talk to someone who's an expert about grapefruits. And why do I want to talk about grapefruits? Because my daughter's neighbor has a pink grapefruit tree here in California. And when my daughter went across the street and saw the tree, they said, yeah, look at this tree. We don't even like grapefruits. My daughter, God bless her, says, well, my dad loves grapefruits, and these are pink grapefruits. He particularly loves pink grapefruits. If you don't use them, so now I get bags, and this week I got a whole bag of pink grapefruits from her neighbor, and it made me think all week, okay, why do I love grapefruits? My dad, a carpenter, he didn't go to medical school. He doesn't know from chemistry, but here I'm going to tell you a story that he didn't even realize. When you eat an egg, right, and I have an egg every day of my life, the egg has iron in it, but the iron in the egg is in a form that you can't absorb in your gut, ferrous sulfate. But when you have an acid with an egg, it changed the iron in the egg from ferrous to ferric, and now you can absorb all the iron that's in the egg. Well, where are you going to get an acid from? ascorbic acid is vitamin C if you have citrus an orange or grapefruit fresh with an egg you get all the benefit of that egg and it's iron fascinating how did my father know this he didn't know this but he told me Robbie every day you should have an egg and you should have grapefruit juice so there you go so now I got a bag of grape and I'm thinking about this I said Jared Abrams call Florida I want to talk to someone about grapefruits, and I want to learn about them, and I want to teach the Weekend Warrior Nation about grapefruits, because there's four things that are fascinating about grapefruits. Number one, they're yellow. They are yellow, because in the 1600s in Barbados, originally comes from Asia, the seedling, but in the 1600s in Barbados, A pomelo, which is another kind of citrus, which I never had in my life, yellow fruit, hybridized with a sweet Barbados orange because they're both citrus. It's like a, a labradoodle. A labrador and a poodle got together and they made a labradoodle. These two trees got together, a pomelo and an orange, and they created a grapefruit. Still, it's yellow, but the early sailors who visited Barbados saw these fruits and said wow they're in clusters in the trees just like a grape a a bunch of grapes are we're going to call that fruit a grapefruit not a pomelo because it's not a pomelo it's different it's growing in clusters so they're yellow they grow in clusters and they're a hybrid from a pomelo and an orange but here's the other the fourth fact that I love about grapefruits They're described, and this we'll learn at 8.15 as well. They're described by what's the inside, the flesh. Is it a white grapefruit, a pink grapefruit, a ruby red grapefruit? You describe the grapefruit by what's on the inside because the outside is always the same. So I got to think all week, where are grapefruits in my life that all those four categories, the yellow, the clusters, the hybrid, the inside flesh describing it? Well, in sports, our very own Dodgers, for 70 years, since 1948, Branch Rickey, who decided to bring Jackie Robertson and change the world forever by bringing a black baseball player to the major leagues, Branch Rickey, in 1948, decided I'm going to buy this old naval base called Dodgertown, where my players will be in clusters. And my players, they won't be black. They won't be white. They're all going to be blue. He broke the color barrier in a big way because he made Jackie Robinson blue. And that's what helps. Yeah, that's my... Analysis of, and by the way, when you play in spring training, you know what they call it? The Grapefruit League. Because Vero Beach, Florida is right in the center of Indian River, where those grapefruits come from. But listen to the story behind Dodgertown and Vero Beach, and it will amaze you. The thinking behind Branch Rickey essentially thinking like a grapefruit. I'm going to color everybody yellow on the outside, but their flesh will be white, pink, or ruby red. It's a story of the grapefruit. And what about in art? Ah, for me, yellow. That yellow grapefruit, that cluster. It has to be this guy. I'm coming home, I've done
1: my time. Now i got
3: Know
2: what is it's and Tony Orlando. But it's
3: not just Tony Orlando,
2: it's Tony Orlando to and Telma Hopkins and her sister. It's a cluster. It happens to be yellow like a grapefruit. But I gotta tell you, and you're gonna hear this story coming up. Tony Orlando created Dawn. Because he was under contract to Clive Davis as a music executive, not as a singer. And he felt he was going to violate his contract if he became a singer at that time. So he does Candida, he does Knock Three Times on the Ceiling, and the song is listed as Dawn. The problem is, both these songs become number one hits. And then he decides, okay, I can't hide behind the cluster that is Dawn. I have to finally leave the desk being behind the scenes in the music business and be Tony Orlando and Dawn. And he does it with the grapefruit, with the yellow ribbon. You got to hear the story behind the yellow ribbon, the grapefruit story in music. So in sports, it's the Dodgers in Dodgertown, the idea of the grapefruit. In art and music, for me, it's Tony Orlando and Dawn. And don't forget, and in medicine, we'll get into jaundice and all the rest of it, how your liver works. Because you turn yellow, you turn yellow in medicine, something's the matter with your liver. But the problem is, we don't know. Just like you look at that yellow grapefruit, you don't know from the outside if it's a pink grapefruit, a white grapefruit, or a ruby red. When you turn yellow, we call it jaundice. I know one thing, something's the matter with your liver. But is it your bile duct? Is it gallstones? Is it a cancer in your liver? is it jaundice we'll get into the whole idea of yellow and grapefruit's in medicine clappervision it's going to be about dustin may the dodgers blew out his elbow and had tommy john surgery this week it always makes me harken back to 1988 when i spent a year with dr frank job who invented the tommy john surgery and changed the world of baseball forever 25% of every Major League Baseball pitcher has had a Tommy John surgery. Is that crazy? Well, Dustin May had to get it this week as well. The genius behind this operation, and here's the Clapper vision. Dr. Job was an expert in surgery with Herb Stark, his friend, the hand surgeon, in polio. They worked on kids who had polio where the nerves don't work anymore. You get this crippling disease. As orthopedic surgeons, what did we do for polio victims, children? Well, we learned how to use the tendons that did work to bail out the tendons that don't work, that were diseased by the polio. They were called tendon transfers. They're still called tendon transfers. You drill holes in the bone and you reroute the tendons. It's like a puppeteer and those cables that move the hands and the elbows in a puppet, a marionette. Clap, That's what Tommy John surgery is. Dr. Joe figured out, I'm going to do a polio surgery on the baseball player, Tommy John. I'll give him a one in a hundred chance that it's going to work. So he's not like Sandy Koufax with a blown out elbow and ruins his career. One in a hundred chance, Tommy John said, I'll take it. And by drilling holes... And the idea of shoelaces where you cross your shoelace, that was the genius idea of the ulnar collateral ligament for Dr. Job, to make it cross so that in extension and inflection, two opposite maneuvers of your elbow, straightening it and bending it, the ligament remains stable because he has had the idea of crossing the tendon to make the new ligament. It's an idea that we still use to this day. Right, look at that. I talked for the whole segment. I didn't even play any sound bites. All right. This is going to be a different kind of show today. Then the clinic for sure will be open. Can't forget the Weekend Warrior Nation. The number is 877 710 ESPN. Today's show, I'm going to spread the sound bites and the stories about Tony Orlando and Dawn and Dodgertown throughout the show. Where else are you gonna hear this? But the Weekend Warriors Show here on 710 ESPN. Holy emoji, Clap Man.
3: Weekend Warriors on Facebook. Holy slip disc! That's right, Robin. Hear listeners talk about their aches and pains. Holy
2: hamstrings.
3: Along with Doc's Clapper Vision.
0: Breathe deeply.
3: And advice to callers.
0: On your toes, Robin.
3: So like follow and enjoy a wise decision the weekend Warrior facebook page frankly i can
0: think of nothing more stimulating
4: all right it's max you know there's no
5: better way to start your saturday morning than with my friend dr clapper and the weekend warrior show what's going on la this is kobe bryant i'm winning What are we winning at? Start your weekend off right. Listening to the Weekend Warrior Show with Dr. Clapper. The game of life. That's what we're winning at. Every Saturday morning from 7 to 9 a.m. on ESPN. 710, home of your Los Angeles Lakers. Kids are different today.
0: I hear every mother say. Did you hear that?
2: Mick Jagger, a little yellow pill. Well, what's a big yellow pill? If you eat the whole grapefruit, skin and the flesh, and the pits, yellow, that's the magic. Mother's Little Helper, The Great Rolling Stones, and Mick Jagger. We're talking all about yellow because we're talking about grapefruits today. But we'll be a little unconventional this Saturday because the lines are all lit up already. So I'll play some of those sound bites about Dodgertown and Tony Orlando coming up. But let's go right to the calls. The clinic's open. Let's go to Lou and Torrance. You're on with Dr. Clapper. How can I help? Good morning, Dr. Clapper. Thanks for all that you do bring uh, joy to us every Saturday morning. I really appreciate okay. that. Um, Thanks for the kind words. How young are story. you and what do you do for a living, Lou? Um,
1: actually, Dr. Clapper, I'm calling on behalf of my daughter. Uh, she would have been on the call, but she's volunteering uh, checking in COVID pe- uh, people to get COVID shots. so uh, She can't call. God bless you. So I'm calling on behalf of her. She's 16 years old. Yes. Uh, aspiring uh, uh, basketball player. She injured herself playing travel ball last Saturday.
2: Oh, boy. Um,
1: And it looks bad. Um, And, uh, you know, she has aspirations to play college ball. So we are looking for the best doctor to handle her case. I mean, it it looks like a possible tear.
5: And,
1: uh, Dr. Clapper, I know sometimes you take pity on those who try and get appointments with you. Right now, you have a three-month wait. Is there any way... She can come and be treated by you. She wants to be treated by
2: you. It'll be my pleasure to help you and your daughter. You're raising someone who sees the beauty in helping others and doing right with her life. And you know what? I hope she becomes a professional basketball player and plays for the Sparks. But you and I know that may not happen. But here's what I'm going to tell you that I've learned in my life. When God gives you lemon, you make lemonade. This injury which is so tragic right now, will actually be the greatest blessing. It's gonna be lemonade for her. You know why? Because she's about to get inspired, like many kids that I see, through her own injury and her rehab on whatever it is that she injured. Is, her, is it her ACL? Is it her meniscus? Is it her growth plate? What happened to her? But because of it, it's gonna inspire her to learn about how her body works. And guess what? You mock my words, Lou. Your beautiful daughter is gonna tell you, Dad, I wanna go to medical school. I wanna become an orthopedic surgeon and I wanna help people one day. And I am gonna do my best to brainwash your daughter that that's the way she has to be. Just like my mother, the nurse, told me, Robbie, do me a favor. Whatever you wanna do in life, first you should be a doctor, then you can do whatever you want. And that's what I'm gonna tell your daughter. So you're gonna call my office on Monday and you tell them you won the prize and it'll be my, hel- my pleasure to help you and help your daughter. What's her name?
1: Her name is Alexis, Dr. Right.
2: Clapper, um, and uh, I gave her your book.
1: She's reading your book right now. Good. And uh, she, you know, as we both know, not all orthopedic surgeons are created equal. That's why we <laughs> want you.
2: <laughs> you. Listen, i got to adjust my headset. Now my head is swollen. Thank you for such kind words, but it'll be my pleasure. God put me on this planet for one reason, Luke. Is so that I, one day I should meet you, so that I could help you and your daughter. It'll be my pleasure to help you guys, and God bless you. And thanks so much for calling. All right, warriors, what a pleasure! What a great, what a great way to start the weekend, right? I love it. All right, let's take another call. Who do we got now, Stephen? Let's go to Denise. Where's she calling from? Denise in Sherman Oaks. You're on with Doctor Clapper. How can I help? Good morning, kind sir. You're
1: waxing uh, poetic today. I, I love the stories, man. It's wonderful. I
2: feel bad though because I didn't play any of my sound bites yet. I'm doing something I haven't done in 10 years, which is I love to talk about the sound bites, but you know but what? I got stories. into a zone. The stories are so great. We're in the zone with you, man. <laughs> I'm telling you they're awesome.
0: <laughs>
1: Thank you. Well, my stepdaughter Tore her knee up. I texted you last weekend because I couldn't get through. What happened to her, she was uh, walking and fell into a grass hole, and the person she was walking with tripped also and fell on her. She has uh, ACL and MCL complete tear, meniscus tear, bone contusion. Oh, boy. And she's walking on a tiptoe on one foot. Because she can't hardly move. She's a welder. She's 40 years old. Wow. And she's at home, and she's freaking out and confused and in pain. And So here's the, her- here's
2: the good news I'm going to give you. Okay. Because of the multiple injuries, particularly to the medial collateral ligament and particularly to the bone contusion beyond the anterior cruciate ligament that's torn, mm-hmm. the greatest thing that she can do is not have surgery right away, because if you do, the bone bruise and contusions don't like it, and more importantly, the medial collateral ligament, which is also torn, we call it the O'Donoghue triad, basically, because three things get injured When you get clipped, that clipping motion, when you get hit from the side, it's a valgus maneuver where you hit from the side of your knee and it just blows out the, the inside, the medial collateral ligament, the medial meniscus, and the ACL. All three get blown out like Joan Amos' days. It's called Good. the O'Donoghue Triad. But what we now know is you need to put ice, get in, and even a brace is great. But you need to actually straighten and bend your knee, get the swelling down, get the range of motion down. Don't have surgery immediately because you will actually heal your medial collateral ligament on its own. The Mm. bone bruises will start to improve on their own, leaving you with an isolated ACL uh, ligament to fix so because if you operate right away and the surgeons will say, oh, you have to have surgery right away because they're afraid you're going to go to another surgeon. No, yeah. everybody Please. has to calm down. You have to do what's right for the patient, which unfortunately is not always the case, which really gets me hot and bothered. This crazy broken medical system is ridiculous. Mm. So she needs to ice, straighten it, bend it on the couch. She doesn't need therapy right now. She just needs to heal, straighten and bend it, get the swelling down. And it'll be then my pleasure. You call my office. You tell him I said it's okay. She can come in the next few weeks. She doesn't have to come right away because this needs to calm down anyway. And she needs to calm down and not feel like I got to have surgery right away. And again, don't let anybody talk into any cortisone shots or any other kind of nonsense with needles. Be holistic. Let this heal as much as it can on its own. And then we'll take it from there. And I can't think of anything cooler in life than the son of a carpenter operating on a woman who's a welder. Welder. It doesn't get any better than that. Oh, my God. I'm so happy. And you know what the crazy thing? She had an MRI, correct? Yes. One of the things, and it's too late now, but I would say you got to be careful doing an MRI on a welder. You know why? Why? One one of the... um, You know, obviously you have to ask a woman, are you pregnant before you have any kind of test? Great. You have to ask them if they have a pacemaker. Well, she's young and healthy. It's unlikely Mm -hmm. she has a pacemaker because if you have a pacemaker, you can't have an MRI because the M in MRI stands for magnet. Mm -hmm. And you can't take a pacemaker into a magnet because you ruin the pacemaker. But you know what the other contraindication for having an MRI is? A welder. Why? Because these tiny little shards of metal bust up when you weld, and if any of them end up in that patient's eye, the magnet can rotate that tiny little filament of metal that they don't even realize is in their eye and can cause the eye damage. So thank God she had her MRI already, because if I saw her before she did it, I might tell her you're not getting an MRI. So at least she didn't get any damage in her eye. She had the MRI. You know what? God has a plan that we should be together. It'll be my pleasure to help her. What's her name? Her name is Moni, M-O-N-E-E. Well, you tell Moni it'll be my great pleasure to meet her one day soon so that I can help her get better. And thank you for thinking about (laughs) her. You're. She's lucky to have you as a stepmom. And thank you so much for the kind words and for listening to The Weekend Warrior. Always. God bless you, Dr. Clapper. I really appreciate it. All right, we'll take a break. We'll pay some bills. Steve Pellett. I think I'm going to do the beginning of the show starting at 7.30, which I've never done before in 10 years. But the calls can keep coming in. The number is 877-710-ESPN. And don't forget, I've got a food thing to talk about. I had a donut this past Sunday after surfing that blew my mind because I've never had a donut this good. You know how much I love chocolate? Guess what? It's not a chocolate donut it is a donut that literally dropped from the blue sky above us and came up from the blue ocean below us and it's a blue donut but it's not solid blue it's speckled blue because it's a blueberry donut that get a load of this was glazed okay you bite into this donut you may need a cup of coffee and a cigarette because it's orgasmic.
5: Dr. Clapper.
2: It was a blueberry glazed donut. I'll tell you where I got this blueberry glazed donut from. Coming up later in the show. Oh my God. Life-changing. A life-changing donut. Listen, if you're a cardiologist, you're an ologist. You're knowledgeable with cardio, which is heart. If you're a neurologist, You're a knowledgeable ologist with neuro, with nerves. I'm a donutologist. I'm knowledgeable about donuts. And I'm about to tell you where you're going to have to get in your car and drive. And I hope they don't run out. But you're about to have the greatest donut you ever put in in your mouth in your life. I'll explain where. Coming up next on the Weekend Warrior Show here on 710 ESPN.
3: weekend warriors on facebook didn't you get the memo quickly hear clappers crazy kitchen stories easily find different callers aches and pain issues
2: right i get it
3: search weekend warrior in the search bar and click on doc's picture who are you again voila like follow and enjoy the weekend warrior facebook page
2: This is Keyshawn in the Morning. My man, Dr. Clapper, and the Weekend Warrior Show starts your Saturday morning. Join the doc from 7 to 9 a.m.
5: What's going on, L.A.? This is Kobe Bryant. That's right. Mahalo. Aloha. Start your weekend off right. Listening to the Weekend Warrior Show with Dr. Clapper. Ahoy hoy. Every Saturday morning from 7 to 9 a.m. on ESPN, 710, home of your Los Angeles Lakers.
2: weekend warriors that's Sonny and Cher trying to sing Tony Orlando's song not doing that great of a job if you ask me nice try but you ain't Tony Orlando and Dawn you ain't Telma Hopkins Cher before we go further I have a shout out to my favorite plumber from Burbank the great Vincent Laportio. but also I have a shout out to Ricardo Hernandez who's an expert in the exact plumbing device that I need in my shower. And Ricardo did a great job helping me, and he continues to help me. Because if I don't take a shower, I ain't doing this show. So there you go. Thank you, Ricardo. Shout out to you. Let's take a call about Tony Orlando. Who do we have? What's his name? Gary? Gary, I want to know your story about one of my favorite entertainers of all time, the great Tony Orlando. (laughs)
0: It's a pleasure to talk to you, Doctor Clapper. Thank you. And and uh, this is this is on your theme. It's about Tony Orlando and it's about yellow. Okay. So I I am I'm a limo driver and I picked up Tony Orlando uh, at LAX about a month ago. Usually I wouldn't three weeks ago I wouldn't even talk about that. But um, very nice guy, extremely nice guy. He's like seventy seven with his family and lots of luggage. But I guess he hurt himself playing. Softball, so he had a very hard time getting around. So um, we had to walk from one terminal to another to get his luggage. And he told me, when I'm looking out for his luggage, he said that you can very easy to recognize. They all have yellow handles. <laughs> I, th- I said, to him, I said to him, well, that doesn't seem to make sense. Why don't they have yellow ribbons? So uh, he then he, he he knocked me on the shoulder. He's like a Manchester guy. Is, Just a pleasure to drive him and his family. Uh, That's why I had to call in.
6: Uh, Oh.
2: Well, let me reach out to him. Listen to – well, tell him if he hurt himself. He's got free orthopedic care for the rest of his life. The other Tony that I love is Tony Danza. And maybe Tony Danza knows Tony Orlando. But if he hurt himself orthopedically, I'll help him. But listen to what a mensch he is. This is an interview that he gave. This is
7: why we love Tony Orlando. First time I ever sang Yellow Ribbon, I don't think I ever told you this. I was invited by Bob Hope to come to the Cotton Bowl. He said, I got a phone call at home, and I hear this voice. Hi, this is Bob Yellow Ribbon Hope. I said, really? I said, this is, Frank, I don't believe you, Sinatra. (laughs) (laughs) Who is this? No, Tony, it's really Bob Hope. I want you to come down to the Cotton Bowl, sing that Yellow Ribbon song to welcome home our POWs from Vietnam, Cambodia, and Laos. Uh. I walked out to 70,000 people, Governor, there was 500 of the bravest men I've ever Mm. met. And I reunion with those POWs almost every year since that day. Is that right? Wow. And the thing, the thing that they taught me, their eyes hadn't even adjusted to daylight yet. They sat there and they were just out of that terrible concentration camp that they were in, Mm. where they were Mm -hmm. tortured. And here I am singing Yellow Ribbon and they're singing it with me. Uh. And I thought, And Bob said to me, you're gonna sing this for the rest of your life, and he was right.
2: Yeah, he was right.
7: And it has caused me to realize how important our veterans are. Mm. And so in 1993, I go to Branson, 73, I cut Yellow Ribbon, and I did free shows for veterans since 1973 to now, Mm. and raised almost $300 million. $300 million. Because of Larry Brown's
6: Yellow Ribbon.
2: So at 8.15, we're going to talk about grapefruits with an expert from Indian River, Florida. And I thought about Tony Orlando, but what else is it about a grapefruit? Yeah, tie a yellow ribbon, it's yellow, a grapefruit's yellow. But they come in clusters, like a grape. That's why they're called grapefruit. They also involve blending a pomelo and an orange. That's how you make a grapefruit. There's so much to a grapefruit that reminds me of Tony Orlando. So listen to his story of how he got
7: started. Paul Simon, Neil Sedaka, and myself and the tokens, Lion Sleeps Tonight, all grew up together, all in the same office. Neil Diamond, Paul Simon, Neil Sedaka, Carol King, Bar- Bobby Darren, Connie Francis, and myself. And we were all teenagers then, hoping to make it in this business in 1961. Then, of course, we all had our hits. But in 63 and 64, the British invasion came in and I was out of, out of work.
2: So think of, a, think of a young orchard where the rows of these tiny little grapefruit trees. That's what he's describing, his childhood. But now the British invasion, a singer, there's no room because you ain't the Beatles. So he takes a job behind a desk.
7: It was over, so I went to work for Clive Davis, ran the music division for him, I was 23, earned my way up to vice president at Columbia Records, I signed Barry Manil, produced his first records, uh, had Yardbirds, Blood, Sweat and Tears, a great Canadian group that I represented in those days. James Taylor, the same. So it was a great experience for me to sit behind the desk. And then you became a star. But he
2: still wants to sing. So how does he become like a grapefruit? It's called a grapefruit because it's a cluster. But he can't go and sing because he's got a contract to be behind the desk with Clive Davis but he wants to help a friend out who wrote this song, Candida. So he creates a cluster, like a grapefruit, a cluster of grapefruits. He creates Dawn, two singers. They don't even list his name because he gets into trouble. He figures he's just helping the friend out, but it becomes a number one hit. What's the song? Candida. Listen to this.
7: And then I backed into it. I I recorded Candida as a favor for a friend of mine. Tony Wine, who's still in my band, wrote the song. And uh, I did it as a favor that hopefully he'd be able to pay his rent. The record became number one.
0: Oh, my candida. We could make it together.
2: So he made the cluster. He made and he hid in the orchard as a grapefruit that you wouldn't notice because he's just another grapefruit as a cluster with Dawn. Guess what happens now? He records another song. With the, with the cluster, with Dawn. Knock three times on the ceiling.
7: Guess what happens? It also becomes a hit. Then came knock three times, two number one records in a row. I went to Clive and said, it's time for me to leave and, and, and seek the dream that I had since I'm a kid. Got a television show in 73 with uh, CBS in the States and here in Canada, and the show was a big hit for us. And we had a great run. So it's my 55th 50, 50 year in show business this year. Wow. And I'm still two years younger than Paul McCartney, so I'll always be a kid. You're two years younger than the Beatle, you're a kid, right? But it almost didn't happen.
2: Listen to Telma Hopkins talking about, with Oprah, it almost didn't happen.
3: It was not overnight. In fact, the group, uh, Tony Orlando and Dawn was getting ready to break up when we went to the studio and heard a little song called Tie a Yellow Ribbon Round the Old Oak Tree. That was the real beginning. You talk about timing. That was because at that time, all the veterans were coming back from Vietnam. And the song itself was about a guy in prison. And he was getting out of prison. He said to his wife, you know, if you want me to come home, tie a yellow ribbon around the old oak tree. But a lot of the, the people in the military, they took that as their song. So it just made it humongous, bigger than we ever thought.
2: He became bigger because of that yellow song, The Yellow Ribbon because he made a cluster with Dawn, But when he's asked, what would you tell young singers nowadays? To, to some extent, he's telling them, be like a grapefruit. What's a grapefruit? It's a combination of a pomelo and a sweet orange. You got to get influenced by other places. That's how you get a grapefruit. It's part orange. It's part pomelo. It's part lots of things. So this is his advice. What do you tell a young singer?
7: What should they listen to? everything but of yours of yours what you No, they to? shouldn't just listen to any one thing they should listen to me to my stuff because i was really a pop artist at the time and we were going against the grain when we came on you had led zeppelin coming from the left and cream coming from the right and there's tony orlando and dawn where they come from and so with yellow ribbon knocked three times hold
1: the ceiling if you want me
7: mm-hmm. Twice if the
2: answer is no. He tells you, he, he tells that young singer, be influenced by multiple things. Be like a sponge.
7: But you should listen to everything. I, I believe that if you take in rhythm and blues, country, pop, classical, if you take everything and you hone it into what your talent is, and then find yourself where you sit best in there, but collect it all be a sponge. Don't just sit with one kind of music. So he makes
2: a yellow song like a yellow grapefruit. He does it with a cluster with his two singers, Telma Hopkins and her sister, just like a grapefruit. And he's influenced by so many different things. He becomes essentially a grapefruit. And this is what it sounds like.
3: I'm coming home I've done
1: my time. Now I've
2: The great Tony Orlando. Like a grapefruit. We're in sports. Do you see the idea of a grapefruit? Well, there's a Grapefruit League spring training in Florida. Coming up next, I'm going to teach you a little bit about Dodger Town and what Vero Beach was like and how Jackie Robinson, the color of his skin, Branch tricky knew, was black and America wasn't ready for him yet. But when he wore the Dodger uniform... He wasn't black to America. He was blue. And that's how they could slowly accept him. Genius idea. You'll, you'll hear more about it. Coming up next, the story of Dodger Town on the Weekend Warriors Show here on 710
3: ESPN. Besides chicken soup, <laughs> vitamin C, green tea, <laughs> prunes, uh, yes. shot whiskey. Not around here. What's the best medicine? I cannot wait! We call it clafter.
0: <laughs> Why does the doctor need that little office for anyway? You know, his books, little stupid aquarium. There. I guess he doesn't want people to see him looking stuff up. What the hell was that? <laughs> Jesus Christ. That was kind of gross. That wasn't the tube or the circle. Plaster.
1: Hey, it's John Ireland. You know there is no better way to start your Saturday than with the man who replaced Michael Thompson's hip. Dr. Clapper in the Weekend
2: Warrior Show, 7 to 9 a.m. Saturday mornings.
5: What's going on, L.A.? This is Kobe
2: Bryant. Sometimes you can call me Smokey. Sometimes you can call me Rocky.
5: Start your weekend off right, listening to the Weekend <laughs> Warrior Show with Dr. Clapper. Today I want to be Tito, Dr. Tito Clapper. Every Saturday morning from 7 to 9 a.m. on ESPN, 710, <laughs> home of your Los Angeles Lakers. <laughs>
2: Look at the stars you,
3: you do.
2: Yeah, they were all yellow I came along They were all yellow because it was a sea of grapefruits because you're in Indian River, Florida. Thanks to my dad, I have a grapefruit every morning and I have it with an egg. How did he know how important vitamin C would be? He just knew it. And at 815, I can't wait to learn more about growing Indian River pink grapefruits. It's so good for you. You heard about Tony Orlando and how he emblematic of a grapefruit, clusters, hybrid, and yellow. But the key, the other key feature is that the outside is always yellow. It's Is it white on the inside? Is it pink on the inside? Is it ruby red? That's how you describe the grapefruit, but they're all yellow on the outside. And this principle of the grapefruit is in sports. And it's in sports, our beloved Dodgers. Listen to the story of Vero Beach, where they grow these grapefruits, and the Dodgers, 1948, the story of Dodgertown.
6: There are no holy places left in America, but Dodgertown is sacred. We take little on faith these days, but Dodgertown is home to true believers. The world rushes. Dodgertown takes things nice and easy. The game changes. Dodgertown, for nearly 60 years now, endures.
2: There's a place in Florida where they grow the grapefruits the best. Branch Rickey eyed this place because during World War II all the men in the Navy that went overseas to Europe to beat Adolf Hitler they were stationed in barracks in Vero Beach
6: While other clubs were training on far off Latin American fields or scraping by on the dirt of South Texas Branch Rickey dreamed of one great camp one world in which all his boys ate, slept and breathed baseball Built on an abandoned naval base in Vero Beach, Florida in 1948, Dodgertown was home to Jackie Robinson, Duke Snyder, and Roy Campanilla. Sandy Koufax learned to harness his fastball here. Every patch of dirt resonates. Every crack of the bat stirs echoes.
2: Branch Rickey wanted his players, all of them, to cluster together before the season started, but to do it in Florida.
6: But in 2009, the Dodgers will christen a new, state-of-the-art facility in Glendale, Arizona. Dodgertown will fall silent. Maury Wills can hardly imagine it quiet. There were 800 ballplayers here when he arrived in 1951 as a skinny, 18-year-old kid from the projects. Every one of them, like Wills, wanting to someday suit up alongside Mr. Jackie Robinson. It was a carnival. But in an era in the American South, when the color of your skin meant being on the outside looking in, it was an oasis, too. On these fields, he wasn't black, he was blue. The morning after his first night as a rookie pitcher in Dodgertown, Tommy Lasorda waited in line for the house phone in the old barracks to call home and tell his parents he'd eaten dinner with the legendary Ralph Branca. That same spring, Mr. Rickey called him out to the practice mounds behind field number one and bet him a coke he couldn't hit his cap sitting on home plate with a curveball. Tommy went 0 for 10, but every pitch was down and tight, and the lesson was learned. He was in the thick of things, rubbing elbows with heroes, taking pointers from gods. Now, Maury and Tommy are the icons. They're gathered wisdom and remembered stories, Dodgertown's beating heart.
2: Just think about it. It's a uniform. But behind that common uniform, for the Lakers, it's purple and gold. But for the Dodgers, it's blue. And you can be Fernando Valenzuela. You can be Hideki Nomo. You can be Jackie Robinson. It doesn't matter. The flesh can be pink, can be white, can be ruby red. But when we go to Dodger Town or to Dodger Stadium, they're all blue they're all yellow like a grapefruit
6: six practice fields 50 something pitcher's mounds two tennis courts a heart-shaped lake former owner walter o'malley dedicated to his wife kay a golf course now gone a swimming pool the o'malley family put in for their kids and grandkids a laundry a post office the dining room the lounge the living quarters until 1972 everyone lived in the old naval barracks Former catcher Steve Yeager, now a minor league coach, remembers chilly nights and sleeping 4 to a room. We were brothers in arms, he says. Some nights you were so cold you wrapped yourself in rugs off the floor. Today, rookies like James Loney revel in the joys of central heating and air. Most veterans on the team rent homes near the beach, but the newbies stay on base. Eating together, walking the streets from the apartments to the fields, It feels like we're all part of the same thing, Looney says.
2: Because you are. You've become like a grapefruit. You're all yellow, even though the inside, the individuality is different. It sounds like a crazy connection. I've done many in over 10 years on the radio. But when I knew I'd be talking about grapefruits, this made the most sense to me. Those qualities of a grapefruit that you really all want. Yellow. The outside's always the same, depending on what the inside looks like is how you describe it. They grow in clusters. And you should be influenced, like Tony Orlando, Tony Orlando says, by multiple things. Well, the grapefruit is part pomelo and part orange. That's how you become a grapefruit. There's a lot of life lessons to be learned when you analyze a grapefruit. Let's take a quick call. What's his name, Steve? Let's go to Glenn. Glenn Burbank, you're on with Dr. Clapper. I just have a few minutes. Let's go.
4: Okay, Dr. Clapper. uh, My wife is uh, 70 years old. Hmm. She's going in. um, What do you do for a living? uh, I'm retired. I actually uh, retired from... from, uh, We spoke 11 years ago when you called me about this program. (laughs) We had... (laughs) And we had a different You're kidding directive.
2: No, no. When I spoke Medicare. to you, you weren't on Medicare. Now you're on Medicare. That's how long ago it was. <laughs>
4: That's exactly. You
2: got that right. But anyway, yeah,
4: but I'm retired, uh play you know, I still have horses, so we ride. Oh good and I play pickleball three times a week, as oh, wow. my wife does. Really? But, uh, yeah, yeah. So, Do you have uh,
2: nicknames for your pickleball? players are they some called dill and some called kosher do you do that when you play pickleball
4: oh <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah yeah this is a stand-up and, and comedy a routine one,
2: didn't you know <laughs> i know it yeah it is a
4: comedy routine <laughs> uh anyway um uh, uh you know i miss the old days with with uh it, you know when i was at espn it was just a great company great great people there and, yes and uh Yes. Uh, anyway, anyway, but she constantly, every couple of months, she goes into a, a physician over here in Burbank, who well, I'm sure you know, um, and he's giving her these
2: shots. No! Tell her no! Please, get the book, Heal Your Knees. I wrote with Lindy Yuey and tell her to call my office. It's time. It's enough with the shots. There's no shampoo going to grow hair on top of my head. So let them stop yeah. telling you that they're going to grow cartilage. God gave you one set of teeth. Are you going to go to your dentist and say, can you grow a new tooth rather than pull my tooth out? he will look at you like you're crazy. No, but you can get away with everything because once you put it underneath the skin, you can tell people you're going to get younger. You're going to get this. You're going to, because you can't see it. No. Walk in the pool, ride a bike if you don't want to have surgery. That's fine. You don't have to have surgery. But if you're limping and it gives out and your back now hurts because you're walking funny, then go to the website. Watch a video of a 70-year-old woman I did surgery on riding her bike the next day. It's a new world now, thank God, because 10 years ago, we didn't have the technology we have now. It keeps advancing. We don't have a rotary phone anymore. We use an iPhone 12, of all things. So it's time. Enough with the shots. Okay, okay, because it's bone on bone. And I don't mean to be yelling at you. It's bone on bone. You know what that means? It's like you go, here's a clapper vision. You're going to go to the mechanic because your brakes squeak, and he says to you, you know what? You didn't just wear out the brake pad. You cracked the rotor. Are you going to say, okay, can you just give me a new brake pad? No, you cracked the rotor. Bone on bone means you're beyond the meniscus, which is the brake pad. You're into the rotor. You're going to let him give you a new brake pad when you crack the rotor? Don't have an arthroscopy, which I do and I love doing. Not when it's bone on bone. Here's a carpentry clapper vision. Don't give me new linoleum if the termites ate the floorboards underneath the floor. Capiche uh, yeah. yep. Give your wife Absolutely. plenty of clapper visions, lots of love, and thank you so much for making me feel 10 years younger. I feel the hair growing back on top <laughs> of my head. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. Hey, listen, right, you're you a total stranger. I just helped you. I want you today to find a total stranger. Do something nice for them. That's how you'll be thanking me. Okay. Thanks very much. All right. God bless to the both of you. All right, Warriors. Coming up next, we got to talk about Tony Orlando. We got to talk about Dodger Town because they both remind me of what I'm going to talk about at 815 with my guest calling in from Florida, a grapefruit. What does that have to do with a grapefruit? Coming up next, you'll learn. You're listening to the one and only Weekend Warrior Show here on 710 ESPN.
3: Look at the stars, look how they shine. Right, King James. Absolutely. And good to be courtly friends on the Weekend Warrior Facebook page. I love it. Be treated like medical royalty with vision. Feast like a monarch on Doc's delectable finds. There we go. And that far rockaway jester humor. Such <laughs> Weekend Warrior, and click on Doc's regal picture. Cool. <laughs> sound the trumpets. No cortisone, alchemy, or leeches here.
5: Everything's good.
3: Bow, curtsy, like or follow the Weekend Warrior Facebook. Page.
5: That makes me happy.
3: Cheers.